What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. Welcome back to Confident as Fuck. I am here with someone really, really special, a super exciting guest, Brianna. I am so excited, Hi. Brianna. If you guys don't know, <laughs> uh, if you guys don't know, Brianna is my first ever coach. So we have a pretty interesting story of how we met. So we'll t- I'll tell that a little bit later. But Brianna is a makeup artist. Brianna is a coach. Brianna is a wife, a dog mom, all the things. And I completely adore her. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear from her. So hello, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I'm so excited to be here. It is really exciting. Your podcast was the first podcast I ever did. Really? Oh my God. That's so awesome. I was thinking back to that today and I'm like, oh my God, that was really different. And really like, I was very nervous, very like, just totally different energy. I think that was in 20, no, 2021, right? Yeah. 2021. Yeah. yeah Cause I've had my podcast now for like a year. So gosh, yeah. the time goes by so fast. I know it just flies. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, so tell us who you are, what you do and your business a little bit. Yeah. So I'm Brianna Michelle as known as the millionaire babe. Oh, what do I do? Um, I, I'm like, that's like, what do I do? Such a loaded question, right? Yeah, so it's such a loaded question. I, I primarily help bridal professionals and online coaches build uh, successful multiple six-figure businesses and million-dollar brands. Yes, love that. Yeah. Um, and she is also Patrice. She's the link between Patrice and I. So if you guys have listened to Patrice's episode, which was a highly, highly listened episode. That is how I know Patrice. So, or Brianna is how I know Patrice. So I'm so excited to have you. So um, let's get into weekly faves and our little confidence corner. Do you have something you're loving this week? Weekly fave. So my weekly fave right now is kind of in this like reflection mode where I literally like turn everything off at like six o'clock and I get on my couch and I watch TV, (laughs) (laughs) which for those of you that, for those, for some of you that know me, like that's a big deal because I love to work and I'm a workaholic, but I have just been loving just being cozy. Like, you know, we have our Christmas tree up in our living room and it's so pretty in our living room and just like getting involved in a movie or a TV show and just relaxing. What have you been watching? What shows have you been watching? Oh my God. So, well, I'm a big fan of, um, Emily in Paris. So on Netflix, so I love Emily in Paris. Um, so I finished that season because the new season's coming out, I think the end of December. Um, and we just started a new show last night called 1883 which is actually really interesting. It's kind of like a mystery if you like dark mysteries. Um, 
what else have I been watching? Hallmark Christmas movies. Everyone's been saying that. Yeah, Hallmark Christmas (laughs) movies. Um, Yellowstone. I'm a big Yellowstone fan. Um, And yeah, I think Netflix is having a bunch of new shows release, I think, starting this month, December. So I know there's some other shows that I normally watch that they're going to start back up again. So I'm really excited for that. I think oh, Fi- Firefly Lane. That was another one. Firefly, Firefly Lane. Lane. It's coming back. Yeah. Oh, it's coming back. I was like, that sounds familiar, but I haven't seen it. Um, I think this, you were saying like, kind of like a reflection period. I know when the season changes and right, it gets, it doesn't really get cold where either of us are, but you know, the light goes down, the sun goes down earlier. So we're like in that kind of like reflective, like want to go to bed earlier, want to be inside, just snuggled up on the couch, even if it's not cold type of vibe. So I love that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like a huge morning person. So my fave is actually kind of the reverse. So I've been really loving my morning practice. So Mm. we've been doing in my, um, batty girls club, we've been doing the, uh, miracle I keep wanting to call it miracle, but I think it's magical morning practice by Gala, darling. And it's very similar. I think I was telling you this in Voxer. It's very similar to um, Kathleen's, Kathleen Cameron's um, workbook. Ah, I I think I have that workbook linked in my Amazon store for you guys. So if you guys want to check that out, it's very similar. It's um, basically saying, um, you know, your gratitude um, and you say it out loud in a voice message to a partner. So we do it in our group message. So it's like morning gratitude, um, manifestations, like future manifestations. And then also, um, we added this week adding worthiness. So we're saying like, I am worthy of, and then the future manifestations. So it's really powerful. I didn't really realize how powerful it was going to be for me because I'm leading. So I'm like doing it with them, but I'm like, I manifested so many different small things last week. It was, it was insane. So it was awesome. There's definitely a power of saying things out loud. And I definitely need to be, I definitely need to practice that more because I forget about it, saying it out loud, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's different. Like writing it, you know, is one form of being powerful, but then saying it aloud, it's, it's interesting because sometimes it's hard to say them out loud. And then you're like, oh, okay, I feel some resistance regarding this. Totally. Yeah. Do you have um, something that made you feel confident this week? Yes, I do. So I have been, these are totally personal things. Like nothing is this like business related, but that's fine. Um, yeah. So I have actually started running again, which hey. Yeah, which for a while I was running. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't been running for about a year because I uh, hurt my knee really bad and I was just having a lot of knee pain and knee issues. So I'm like, I'm going to go back to running because I really do enjoy it. And, um, and it makes me feel confident for like, I don't know how it kind of like shapes my body the way I like to feel confident in my body. And so I didn't do like the full, like 30 minutes of running, but I just did like 10 minutes. And so I did that three times this week. And I was just really proud of myself because, you know, it's, um, not being able to run for so long because it was like, it it was injuring you. And then 
you know, being able to say, okay, I don't have to do the whole 30 minutes. I can just do 10 minutes and that's good enough. And then if I feel like I can do more, I will, but it's enough, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah so that, that was like a big confident that like, that is one of the things that made me feel really confident this week. That's amazing. I really love that. Like doing something rather than doing nothing or trying to do all of it and or nothing, that all or nothing mentality. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I have to share my little confidence piece is kind of came out of our Voxer. I was Voxering you and I ended up Voxering another friend who was, um, asking me to speak at her event. And, um, I was telling you in the Voxer that I was like, okay, well, I have this going on and that going on in my business. And I think I started to feel, even though I'm really excited about everything that's coming in 2023, I almost had this feeling of like, maybe I need like someone to guide me again, or maybe like, I don't know what I'm really doing with like these masterclasses or these launches, or like, maybe I just need a guiding force. And I was talking to you and my other friend, Allie in Voxer. And then, um, I reached out to a different friend, Brittany about something different. And it came up in that too. And she was like, asked me if we want to get on a little, like a uh, zoom coffee chat. She's like, Hey, do you want to just like talk? And like, we can talk it out. She's a coach too. And I was like, yeah, sure. And after I talked to her, I had this like big clarity that I don't like, I have coached with you for two years, one-on-one I've coached with other coaches, um, in container, different containers, group containers, taken multiple courses. Like I know the things, like I know the things. And I had that clarity after that call where I was like, okay, I think I just need to sit back, take a second, relax. And remember, like, I know, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know what I'm doing. I had kind of have the confidence in myself to just move forward, take the next step, try the next thing and push forward instead of like, I think my go-to I'm like the opposite of what I feel like most people in our industry um, who come to us have, where it's like, they are almost like resistant to having a coach. Sometimes I am like the opposite. I'm like, okay, perfect. Someone who can hold my hand, someone who can like, tell me if I'm, you know, validate me when I'm doing correct, like the right things or tell me totally. a different way. You know, like I always am the person who wants to hire a trainer. Like I want to defer. And I think the confidence came from not deferring and finding that trust within myself. So that's yeah, great. Thank you. I love it. Thanks for the yeah. little boxer session. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's very, I know that it's like, it, here's the thing I like to say. It's like, you have everything. God gave you everything you need. Like you can trust yourself. You can listen to your intuition, but a lot of times it's like, it's stopping. It's like, it's like, what do we do to actually listen to our intuition? Like, what do we, what, what is it that we actually need to do to feel confident in taking that action and know that it's aligned action. And a lot of it is stillness. Mm -hmm. It's stillness. And, um, and yeah, that's so awesome. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited to chat about all the things that we talked about in Voxer. So I think we're going to get into the meat of the episode. 
Brianna and I actually met when Renee and I got married. So, um, if you don't know the story of how Renee and I got married, it was very, very fast. We decided we were going to get married. We, um, we're going to elope. We decided not to. And, um, our, or our whole family actually decided that we weren't going to elope. They said, okay, no, we're going to be in Vegas on this day. Why don't you guys plan it that day? Ended up with like a 75 person wedding in literally like a weekend. So we only had one month. So I didn't know, I never really thought I would be a person that actually went and like did a huge wedding until I was really ready to commit to a lot of time. So I never like, I don't know anything. I never knew anything about like hiring a makeup artist or like hiring vendors or like what that really entails. So when I hired Brianna, I literally went on, I think I Google searched like wedding makeup artists in Las Vegas, which is like exactly what you, what <laughs> like I do. Your words, your SEO. <laughs> um, and I think she popped up on like the wire, the, the wire, the, the knot or something like that. It was a different third-party website. I clicked on it. I probably looked on like the very first page and was like, okay, I like her colors. Emailed her. She gave me a quote. I booked her. Like I didn't ask any questions. I didn't look at any of her previous work. I didn't look at her Instagram, nothing. I'm like, was so just like, okay, I have to plan this. So I always say that the way we met was really fate because wasn't supposed to get married. Wasn't supposed to be that weekend. Just so happened that Brianna had at the time, right. With your business, you had a huge team. So anyone could have came and done my makeup, but Brianna came and did my makeup that day. Cause it was just me and my sister. She came, did my makeup. We start talking and she tells me that she's a coach and that she's, um, an online coach for other hair and makeup artists and also other transfer, uh, transformation artists in the industry. And so I was like, at the time I was fitness coaching and I was like, wow, okay, maybe I do need to invest in a coach. Literally we connected. I uh, signed up to be one-on-one with her two years later, like the rest is history. We stuck together for a really long time. And Brianna was really instrumental in tell, like showing me everything about my business. Um, like building my website, um, like everything. Yeah. I feel like she was like my therapist for years. And so I have so much love for her, but you started as a hair and makeup artist, mobile hair and makeup artist in Las Vegas. And now you are the millionaire, babe. So connect the dots for us. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you the, the cliff notes. So I ran a mobile wedding hair and makeup business in Las Vegas. I have been running it for, gosh, it's like maybe 11 years, 11 or 12 years. And um, I've been running it for like a really long time, but I always loved education. Always, always, always loved education. I kind of started my business late. I started my business um, in my mid thirties and, you know, by the time I, you know, had got married and I was approaching 40, I just, my body was feeling it. And for anyone out there that, that is in the beauty industry or works in a salon, like, you know, your body, it's, it's a lot more physical doing hair and makeup and being in a salon and standing on your feet all day. It's a lot more physical than people think. And so I started looking at, you know, oh my gosh, like I need to have an exit plan. Like what is my exit plan? And, you know, I just knew my body couldn't sustain this. And so I started looking into like passive income opportunities. And I saw a lot of these online coaches and what they were doing and they were creating programs and they were, you know, they had digital courses and, 
I said, wow, this is a really, I love it because it's education and I can, you know, I can step into this space and teach other people how I built a six figure business in one year. And so I'm like, okay, like, let's go. And so I started actually, technically I started three years ago, this three years ago, last month, it's December 1st. So I started three years ago, last month. Uh, um, and I came out with one course and nobody purchased it. Actually one person purchased, but I had to like beg her to purchase. (laughs) And I started my journey and it really wasn't until COVID and we were shut down and my bridal business was shut down for a long time where I really had the opportunity to put my time and energy into, into creating like a real coaching, um, and digital course business. And, um, I scaled it significantly quickly over the last, um, you know, 2020, 2021 and 2022. Gosh, it's crazy to think it's been like three years. And, um, and recently this past, uh, April sold my bridal business. We, um, this time last year, I, my husband and I sold our home in Las Vegas. We moved to Florida, sold my bridal business. These were all things that I had been manifesting. These were all things that had been part of the plan. And, um, and here I am like coaching and, you know, changing people's lives and being a part of like the transformation. And, you know, that's, that's how I'm here. So it's, it's, it's great. And, and just to give people like a little bit of backstory, like I, I had been wanting, I, when I was 16, when I was very, very young, I wanted to be a therapist. That was really my true calling. And I wanted to be a therapist. And My first year in college, took psychology 101, failed it. And I was like, okay, this must not be for me, right? I gave up. I totally gave up from one bad teacher. And so, you know, I guess I share that to share with others that you end up circling back around to what you ultimately like wanted to do I fell into hair and makeup I fell into bridal I fell into that you know but I ended up circling back around and because that's essentially what I am I'm like a business therapist um you know within my coaching business so God it's always God's plan like he always has plans for you like trust it just trust it yeah and like a failure is never really a failure right and Mm -mm. I think maybe that was the plan, right? For you to go into hair and makeup and then to transition to coaching and to like find that love of hair and makeup in the industry to find your people that could be part of the plan too. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So you were saying that you had your first course and nobody bought it. And I think so many people that are listening can probably relate to that. I know I can relate to that. Um, having nobody buy your course, it can be very devastating. So what made you continue to push on? Like after nobody bought your course and you kept going and then you scaled really large, what happened in between? Um, I think a couple things. Number one, I always have had support. I've always been in a coaching program. 
I've always had support. And it's like, there are some people that I feel like want more support than others. And I've always been that type of person that likes having a coach, likes having someone to bounce ideas off of. Um, and, you know, sometimes it was private coaching. Sometimes it was a group program. Sometimes it was just like a course that I bought and downloaded and watched it on my own time. I, I've constantly been in and have had some support as I grow my journey. The second thing um, that kept me going was this undeniable heartfelt desire in my heart that I knew I was, I was home, that I knew that I was in the right place an aligned desire that I never questioned whether or not like I was a good enough coach, right? Mm -hmm. I knew that, you know, my friends would always come to me and ask me like about like, how do you help me with this problem? Like my boyfriend's this, or I was always the one that everyone like sought advice from. And it was just undeniable. And I think that when you have, I think that was the biggest takeaway because I think when you are really connected to your soul line purpose and your heart's desire, you are, you can't deny that. You can't deny it. The key is getting to where you know what your heart's desire is. Totally. Yeah. I think that is the key. Like, I think a lot of people struggle with not knowing that. And then once mm -hmm. they find that it's like trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you know that? Like, how did you know you were meant no. to be helping others in a capacity other than just friends or, you know, like free content online that maybe, you know, fulfilled you slightly? How did you know that it was way bigger than that? I think it was the people that I was attracting and the transformation that the transformation that my clients were having, right? And I could see them transforming. I could see them changing. I could see them. But I was also looking for those clues. Here's the thing is like, you want to have, as you're growing in whatever capacity that is, right? Just as you're growing in general, you always want to have these like little anchors to like anchor you in that help continue, that help you continue to keep going. Right. And so I had a lot of those anchors. I was open to receiving signs, you know, and I was looking for signs, you know, and when you have clients come to you and say, oh my God, you've helped me with so much. Like I have a breakthrough or I hit this much money this month or whatever it is, like you're making a difference and it's, it's so powerful. You can't ignore it. So being open to receiving those signs and then seeing those as signs too, like seeing even like a really small win, seeing that as something mm -hmm. Yeah. That points you in that direction. Yeah. I yeah. Because the thing is, is it you're either open to receiving more or you're not like you mm -hmm. can't, you can't have both. And so it's like, you want to really have that self-awareness around what, well, am I open to receiving this? Am I open to receiving more 
or do I have blocks? And I think that's where a lot of times people get, you know, fudged up because they, they may not be open to receive it and receive those little nudges or, and they don't even know it. Not that they're doing anything wrong. They just, they just don't know, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I think that's definitely huge. It's like feeling blocked can feel like, or not, not knowing that you're blocking can feel like that really frustration of like, I'm doing all the things. Like I definitely was there, like doing all the things, doing all the action, taking all the steps, doing all the like masculine actions, but then not feeling the worthiness or the confidence that you can, uh, that you can receive. I think that's Mm -hmm. such a big one. You know, that's a huge thing in manifestation is like, um, you can't manifest something until you truly believe that you're worthy of receiving it or open to receiving it. Totally. Totally. Um, I want to talk about you showing up and continuing to show up and continuing to put yourself out there, even after somebody bought one course. And I know between or one person bought your course, I'm sorry. So between that one person buying your course and where you are now millionaire, babe, what changed in you? Because you changed your name, right? So before it was color, her confident, then it was Brianna Michelle coaching. And after Brianna Michelle coaching into the millionaire, babe, you kind of stepped into this like new persona, this new, you had like a huge up level. So kind of walk us through that. Yeah. So the biggest key factor, um, and it all ties together, like all this, like woo manifestation, inner work, like it really all ties together. I, I uncovered one of the most critical things in growth and literally obtaining your life by design and getting what you want. And that was self-image. And what I realized, because I remember when I, and I, I learned this from a coach, like I learned this from, you know, a coach and investing and being in a coaching program that your self-image has everything to do with where you're going, what you're able to achieve and what becomes manifested to you. And so I discovered this, this thing called self-image. And when I looked at the the worksheet, I was like, I know what my self-image is. Like, I I know what my self-image is. But what the difference was, is that when you are creating a self-image and you know what you want and where you're going to go, right? In order to get from, let's say, color her confident was the old me to the millionaire babe, right? I had to create a new self-image based on what I wanted in my life, based on a higher vision for myself, right? which all connects to like worthiness. And it wasn't that I, I just, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. I didn't know that's how you get there. I didn't know that getting from color, her confident to the millionaire babe, that the key factor was shifting my self image and my beliefs and my worthiness around it. Once I, once I discovered, Oh, that's how you do it. Then I was like, okay, everything needs to change. Instagram needs to change. Everything needs to change. You have to become her before, before she arrives. And that's what a lot of people, a lot of people just don't know that. Right. And so this is what I love to help 
people with and, and discovering like what it is that you truly want and, and what is that new self image? What does that higher version of you look like down to the, what does she order? How does she dress? You know, what does she do on Saturday night? How does she choose to do her morning routine? Um, Where does she take her vacations at? And when you're able to do that and start taking action in that direction, it's the little steps. All of a sudden you look back and you're like, oh my God, I've become her. And it's just a really, it's a really beautiful process. And so to circle back around and answer your question, how did I get from like color her confident to the millionaire babe? I worked on my self-image. I created this higher vision for myself of what I wanted in my life. I got very clear on what I wanted and why I wanted it. And every action I took was to that goal. Every single action down to um, where I lived, down to where I lived. Go ahead. No, I was done. I was done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this new thing where I'm letting someone finish before I start talking. It's really working for me. Um, <laughs> Renee just listened to my first episode ever or his first episode ever. Um, and he was like, um, he's like, you interrupt a lot. <laughs> I'm like, really? Because I'm really working. I'm not interrupting. Um, Aww. but anyways, um, I started to implement that. I think without even knowing. And when I started to create the podcast space is when that kind of happened too for me. And, um, I say this all the time because people come into the, into my house and everything is pink, like everything. Um, and I always use this example, like down to my spatula, like down to my spatula. I'm not buying it. If I'm not in love with it, if it's not pink, if it doesn't go with the house, if it doesn't go with my vibe, I am not buying it. And that goes for exactly what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to live in a place that I don't desire anymore. So what I think we're really hitting on is like authenticity and like authenticity with a new higher version of ourselves. So you were talking about showing up as her and becoming her before she's arrived. So how do you do that? How do you continue to be this person that we want to be? Let's say, for example, right? I want to be the millionaire babe. I want to be a millionaire, but we're not yet. How do we like be not only become it, but how do we start here at let's say zero dollars in our bank account to a million dollars? How do we start acting as the millionaire babe when our bank account says zero? It's having faith. It's like a hundred percent faith. I mean, I know that it's like such a cliche, like saying, but it, it's, I mean, that's really how it, how it happened. Like, I'll give you a pure example. This is a really, really good example. So COVID COVID happened 2020. And, um, I remember it happened in, it happened in, um, March and April. And I had to look at next month, April. And I'm like, crap everything's canceled. I have literally no money coming in for April. So I was like, what am I going to do? I'm like, well, it's time to really go full force in this coaching. Right. So I'm all about that. I'm all about that. I'm all about the coaching. Right. And it was my, and I, when you're number one, when you're focused on something magic happens, 
and you have both feet in. And that was, that's, so that's my number one tip. You have to be both feet in your goal. If you've got one foot in and one foot out of the other, you're distracted, right? There's distractions. So both feet need to be in. When I was able to put both feet in and literally focus on, okay, I need to bring in, I looked at my bills, I need to bring in $5,000 for the month of April. I hit my goal and I was on social media like all the time, like doing posting, doing what I was supposed to do, which by the way, now I don't think you have to be on social media all the time. But at the time I was young and I'm still learning how to do this whole thing, right? And so I hit my goal and that gave me more momentum. Like, okay, I can do this, right? But I wouldn't have hit the goal and it wouldn't have given me the motivation to keep going had I not had both feet in, had I not made that commitment to myself. So you have to make the commitment to yourself and have both feet in. Second, the second big step like that I did COVID and I talk about COVID because it was such a rocky year financially for a lot of people. And it really built up. It really helped me build my faith because it's not always easy for people to have faith, but it helped me build my faith. So COVID came and I'm like, okay, I got to keep this momentum going. I had my first $5,000 month. I need to keep the momentum going. So I, I'm like, I need to learn how to do this coaching thing, right? So I'm like, I need to hire a one-on-one coach. This is when I hired my first one-on-one coach. And I said, I need somebody to literally tell me what to do, hold my hand, guide me through the whole thing and show me how to sell these products online. So I didn't have the money to invest in private coaching. Like I was, <laughs> it was COVID like, you know, and we weren't opened up. We weren't like opened up quite yet at that point. So I looked in to see like what my resources were, like what were my resources at the time? Well, at the time they were giving out, um, what was it? The PPP loan, the PPP loan. I was qualified for the PPP loan. I was able to take the PPP loan without having to pay back the PPP loan because my business was suffering. And that helped me use other funds that I had in order to invest in my business. And I wouldn't have had that idea again to do that had I not been fully, fully committed to the dream, right? And I hadn't gone all in. And so that was the second step that built my faith, right? And so faith doesn't just come naturally. Faith gets built when we commit not just to our dream, but when we commit to ourselves and our purpose and our higher vision. And so I kept showing up on social media because I knew it had to work. I saw other people doing it, right? I grabbed those anchors. I kept grabbing those anchors. Okay, when it felt like it wasn't working, when I felt tired, I was like, okay, what's another anchor I can grab right now to like keep me going? And I'd be like, well, she's doing it. And I actually have a blueprint that helps people make money. (laughs) You know, it's like, so if she can do it, why can't I do it? I'm a hard worker. I, I know. 
And I would find these little anchors and I built my faith along the way. And so that's, that's how I kept going. I love that answer. It's like, it, it, you were saying earlier, like everything is connected. And I think that's totally connected to the manifestation, right? And the huge part of manifestation is holding the faith and continuing to do the actions, even though you may not be seeing the manifestation yet. So I think that's so perfect. Um, I want to talk about the authenticity piece of like showing up online as yourself. I think that's something that you do really well. I think you, especially when we, we, you, um, I think it's because I always think it's like a us thing because I feel like we were doing it kind of at the same time, right. When you changed to the millionaire, babe, I was like, so inspired. I was like, I need to be something other than Alicia's fit diaries. Like who I'm not even Alicia's fit diaries. Like I'm not like, who is that? <laughs> that sounds so weird to even say out loud. Um, just like I thought about the color her confident yesterday. And I was like, that is so like, that seems so like so far away. Doesn't even seem like you anymore. Um, but when we're, when you shifted to the millionaire babe is when I shifted to the confidence queen. So, um, when you made that shift and you started to show up fully authentically is what I saw on your Instagram. You started to like fully embody yourself even more than you did before, because I think you already did that really, really well, but I think you showed up almost like intensified kind of like, um, this room reminds me it's like an intensified version of what I feel, right. It's like full 150% you. And I think that's what you show online as well. So how did you, when you made that shift, how did you do that? And where did that come from? Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that. And thank you for the compliment because I still feel like it's very hard for me to show up authentically online. Um, so I, for those that may not know my full backstory, like I was bullied, like bullied really bad. I went through a, a overweight period and bullying period growing up in like second, third, fourth grade, um, which stuck with me for a long time and held me back from me being able to like be myself. So, you know, when I, when I had made the decision to say, okay, I think I want to go online and be one of these online coaches. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean I have to be authentic? Like, what does that look like? I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even like understand what it meant. Right. And, and I, it is still evolving. Like, it's funny because what you see now, yes, is my authentic self. It is hundred percent my authentic self, but I am still uncovering new parts to me that, that I'm slowly letting out like more and more and more. Um, but it's still a process and, you know, it's really scary. And I think what most people don't understand is how hard it is, how hard it really can be. Um, especially if you struggle with perfectionism, you know, former childhood trauma, like being bullied, um, you know, or a lot of self-doubt or self-consciousness, it's not easy. I mean, if you literally scroll back and look at my, my old like circa content, I scroll all the way down my Instagram page, like you'll see some videos. Like, I don't even like look like myself. <laughs> like who is that person? But I was trying to find my own voice 
And so, you know, I just kept showing up because I wanted, I, this is what I wanted to do, you know, and I knew that the more I did it, the more I showed up because it's, because think about it. It's like riding a bike. It's like when you get on the bike, you fall, right? But you keep getting back on the bike and you keep getting up and going and going and going again. It's like, eventually you're going to get good at riding a bike. And so I knew that because of just, you know, growing my first business, you know, I knew that if I just kept doing what I'm doing, it was all going to work out at the end. And, and I got coaching. I saw where I needed like support and help. And, you know, I got, I got coaching where coaching needed. And I, I, you know, I've had lots of different coaches, but you know, one of my biggest transformations was a trauma healing coach. I hired a trauma healing coach and she really helped me uncover a lot of those limiting beliefs and things that were holding me I didn't see them as holding me back from my authenticity. And that's the thing. It's like, we don't see what is really holding us back from authenticity, but it's always the deep rooted trauma that holds us back from the authenticity. And so once I was really able to uncover those things was when I started like being able to fully start showing up and then and it just opened up more doors and more doors and more doors. And, you know, um, I still have a lot of self-expression to uncover and I am, you know, I am still trying to always show up with my truth and, you know, be as authentic as I possibly can be. Um, you know, but it's definitely has been a process for me. I think like the biggest theme in that was like, yeah, there's days that we don't want to show up authentically as ourselves, or there's things that we don't want to show people because we're nervous or whatever it may be, or self-doubt, self-conscious, like you said, but you continued to show up even despite those days, maybe not exactly on that day. Right. Eventually we get there, right. Where we show up on the days where we still don't, we don't feel like it, but you continue to show up even though those days happened. And I think you hit on a really good point as well about that. I'm like a huge, um, uh, fan of is a lot of people say like not to coach hop. And I totally understand where that comes from, but I do think that hiring a coach for a specific purpose can be really, really helpful. And, you know, I always say like, I, I really didn't explore the coaching world, like all the different coaches out there. I really was not in that, even though I was trying to be an online coach, which seems honestly ridiculous to me now until you suggested that I look at other coaches. Like, I don't know if you remember that maybe Mm -hmm. like, um, towards like a year and a half, um, you were like, Hey, maybe you should check out like this coach. Like she's somebody who really embodies this online and you know, this coach. And I think there's a few things I want to say about that, but one being, I think hiring a coach for a specific, um, reason or a specific thing that you want to shift can be so incredibly helpful. That really, really is, um, has helped me when I hired, um, Chelsea, it was, 
not the course I thought it was going to be, it was something different, but she helped me with a very specific thing, just like you're talking about the trauma healing. Um, you helped me so specifically in business, in really being myself, like different areas. Right. And then Madison, who I've hired as well, helped strategics, right. Each coach has their own niche of what they're really, really good at. And I think I'm such, I always say this, I'm like such a ride or die that I never even like when I was coaching with you, I never even like had a thought to hire another coach or to even look for another coach because I was like, well, Brianna is my, my coach. So, um, and I loved you. There was nothing I had to complain about. So I was always like, why would I hire someone else? But I don't think it always has to come from a place of looking or, or being dissatisfied with your coach at all. It can just be trying a, or not trying, but healing a specific part. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was really good. It's good to get different perspectives too. I mean, I, I don't, I know what you mean. Like there's this thing going around, like don't coach hop, don't coach hop. And I like, I, I just don't agree with it. I, I don't, I think that you need to have different perspectives. I think, I think if you're coach hopping for the sake of, you know, that you feel like you didn't get results or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I think that's definitely different, but you know, each, I think coming from a place of, I knew nothing about the coaching industry, nothing. I knew nothing about this online space. If I wanted to be an amazing, excellent coach, I needed to know all the things I wanted to know all the things I wanted to know, you know, how to help somebody, you know, I mean, yes, it was benefiting me too, but then it, it benefits my clients, you know, and I've used, you know, the trauma healing that I've learned, I've used that to help my clients, you know, and, and other things like I saw how her, her program was like structured. And I was like, Oh, I really like that. I want to embody that and put that into, into my, you know, into the way that I coach and teach and do things. And so um, not to get off like a tangent, but yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it can be very beneficial to, to utilize different coaches. Yeah, I think so too. I, I disagree with that. No coach hopping. I think it's all about intention mm -hmm. and I think that's really where it comes from. Um, what is your human design? I'm a projector. I knew it. I knew it. I always am like attracted to projectors, but when you were talking about, um, seeing a future vision, right. Yes, and seeing like far away. Um, and I think that now I'm like thinking about how, um, when I would come to you with like ideas, cause I'm a generator, I would come to you with like ideas and all this like workflow and all these things that I had to be doing. And you would be like, well, what do you want to get out of that? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to get this like small monetary, whatever. And you were like, okay. And then what are you going to get in six months, <laughs> what are you going to get in a year? Or like, what is three years down the road look like? And I always say like, I didn't know you were a projector until right now, but Renee's a projector. And when we were coaching together, it was like you and Renee would always be on the same page. <laughs> and I would be over here, like in left field, like, I just think they're wrong. Like something, you know, they, no, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Like I have this idea. And it's so funny because yeah, you guys can really just see the way that you view things is so far out 
that it's, it's so helpful. So if you don't have a projector in your life, you need one, you can hit up Brianna (laughs) to be your projector because it's so helpful to see things at that long-term goal, because it helps you remember why you're doing things and then also not be distracted by small things on the side and get, um, you know, your hands in too many things. Totally. I want to go back to being open to receive because I think that's a huge part of manifestation. And that's something I'm really into right now, but open to receiving, can you kind of expand on what that means? Yeah. So basically what it means, and I'll give it like a short little backstory behind it is that we can manifest all that we want, right? We can say, okay, we want this, we want that, we want this, and we want that. But if we don't learn the art of being open to receiving things, the manifestation will never take place. And so this was something that really helped me quantum leap my income. And I'm really excited to be able to share these steps in this journey with other people that I have a course that is launching. Um, It is out probably now, actually, when this podcast airs. This will be um, Christmas week. So it'll be the 20th. Yeah. So it's out. It's out. It's out. You can go, you can go grab it. Um, You can find it on my website at www.briannamichellecoaching.com. Or you can go to my Instagram at the millionaire babe and click on the link in the bio. And then you can see the link to ready to receive. And is it a self-paced? Is it live calls? Self, self, self-paced, self-paced, but it's different. This is totally, I've never, ever, ever done a course like this before. So it's think of it as daily motivation. You getting daily download of daily motivation every single day that allows you to shift your paradigm and literally start creating abundance and more money and overflow in your life stat. I love that. How many days is it? Cause you were saying it's daily, right? Yes. It's daily. It's 30 days, 30 days. Got it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think that's really key is like touching something daily. Sometimes I think, um, we can do things so, you know, the Monday through Friday and then the weekend comes and we kind of forget about it. Then Monday we're a little too tired. Then we just fall off. So I think that daily practice, like I was saying, my morning practice, like that's been so key for me because it's something I do every single day. And it sets that day up for my mindset to be clear, ready, open all the things. So I love that. Totally. Yeah. So I'll have everything for her linked down below for you guys. So if you guys want to check that out, it'll be linked in the show notes as well as over on the Instagram for you guys, if you guys want to check that out and let's do our rapid fire. Okay. I'm ready. What is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. That is a common answer. So I always, yeah, I always ask the two follow-up questions. It's just like, what do you get on your pizza? What type of pizza do you like? Spinach and black olive and cheese. Black olive. Wow. Oh my God. I love black olives. <laughs> I love black olives on my pizza. And do you like thin crust or thick crust? Thin. I'm a thin crust thin. girl. Yes. Yes. Love it. Love that. Love that. Um, do you have a favorite pizza spot yet in Florida? Yes. Marco's. Marco's. Okay. Yes. Sweet. They, they know me. I'm like medium thin crust, <laughs> cheese, spinach, and black olives. Yeah. You know, it's a favorite if they know you there. Yes. 
<laughs> okay. What is your drink of choice? If you're going to a bar, getting a drink, I think mm. I know what it would be. Vuv Clicquot, a glass <laughs> of champagne, Vuv Clicquot. I'm a Vuv Clicquot girl. And it's not because of like that it's fancy or anything. Like I actually really do like the champagne. Actually, and the rosé, the rosé is actually even better, but not many people have the rosé. I've been getting, I've sent you these a few times, but I've been getting their ads for like their, I guess it's like merch kind of, but it's like little refrigerators for them and little like bags. And I'm like, these, I mean, their marketing is so good. Did you see they have a store? I I saw, I saw that. And then I also saw in LA, I think they're doing an installation like some sort of like That's art event seeing. or like an, it's an art event or an art installation. I think wow. that's based on like Vuv Coco, you know how they have those like pop-up museums, mm-hmm. which if anybody doesn't know the history of Vuv Coco, go read it because it's so, it's such a great story. Yeah. You I won't, I won't, history. I won't get into the story. Know, of I'm it, like, what but, is it? <laughs> oh wait, you don't know. You don't know the story. I don't know. You know, I'm not, Finish I was it. never like a champagne girl until maybe like last year. And now I really drink Prosecco. Do you want me to share it really quick? Yeah, share it. So if you pop the, pop the, the aluminum part off the top of the cork, you untwist it, pop it off and you flip it over underneath it there's a picture of a madam and it's Madame Clicquot. So back in like the late 1800s, um, Madame Clicquot, Miss Clicquot, her husband, they owned a, um, a white winery in France, in the Champagne region of France. And it would never, she could, they could never, they were entrepreneurs. They could never get their business off the ground. Never. And you know, the wine was always just blase, white wine. It was never any, well, he died and it was her mission to make that winery successful. So she turned the white grape into champagne and it became this multi-billion dollar industry. And so underneath the cap is Madame Co is a picture of her. And it's just a great story about entrepreneurship and the female businesswoman. I just, I, I love the story. I love the history behind it. And you can go now in the region of Champagne, of Champagne and tour the whole Bucco, you know, Champagnery. And um, it's just a really cool story. That is an amazing story. If you're not drinking champagne, what are you drinking? Michelob Ultra. Mm, okay. I thought you were going to say like a martini or something like that. Mm-mm. No. I do have a favorite martini, but like regular day to day, like, like ultra, like love ultra light, easy, available, yeah. always available. <laughs> what is your co- go-to coffee order right now? Coffee order. It's always the same. It's always a soy latte. No flavoring, easy. just soy latte. No flavoring. Mm-mm. Interesting. Do you put any sweetener in there? Nope. Just plain. I like this. I like the taste of the soy milk with it. Oh, you do. Okay. So I like the way it tastes with the soy milk has to be soy milk. Like that's what I would order from Starbucks. If you're going to the movies, what candy are you bringing? Peanut M&Ms. Peanut M&Ms. Would you put your M&Ms on top of your popcorn? No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) I get it though. I get it. Like sweet and salty. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. But some people, 
hate it. And then some people have never heard of it, which I think is really crazy too. Okay. So I don't know if you'll have an answer for this, but did you have, if you had AOL instant messenger, if you had that, what was your AOL instant messenger name? Oh my God. So I did have AOL. Um, and my AOL was Brianna MGU. Like I don't, I didn't have mess. I didn't have messenger. I had like my AOL account, but you didn't do like AOL instant message. No, I don't think so. No, but I did have AOL. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sometimes I, I have people on that are too young. (laughs) So I was, I I go back, I go back to the MySpace days. Okay. Yeah. What was your MySpace song? Did you have a song on your MySpace? No, Mm-mm. no. That's a good one too to tell to do a rapid fire with. Okay. Lastly, if you were not coaching and you were not being a hair and makeup artist, what would you be doing? Probably a painter. A painter, like fine, like a fine arts. Mm-hmm. Really, like fine arts painter. Mm-hmm. Do you paint at all now? Like, I don't. Just as a hobby. I, I don't, um, like my business is my hobby, but I, I painted for a long time from like high school to up into like college years. Um, I've entered in like a couple of art contests and like won awards. Um, so I was like really into it. Like I, you know, it's, it was my thing. I had, I didn't just have like regular paint like basic paint kit. Like I had like professional like paint stuff and I've always loved painting. Like I would, I would probably be like a fine arts painter. I Uh love that. I Uh really thought you were going to say something else. I didn't expect that. Okay. So I want to say thank you so freaking much for coming and like it is a full circle moment for me to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh. I, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. This was awesome. Yes. And you guys can find everything for her linked down below, as well as anything else that we mentioned in the podcast will be linked, um, in the show notes for you guys over on the Instagram. You guys can check her out. Her link for her Instagram will also be down below. So Um, Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all that you do in the community. And uh, I think that's it. So until next time, don't forget to let your confidence shine. 